Digital twins are detailed electronic models that use IoT technology to update the digitized model based on changes happening to the source object. Vishnu Adher, a consultant with the Information Services Group, believes that IoT digital twin technology will continue to mature rapidly because of the demand for this technology across many industries, as well as the remote needs required by pandemic workforces. With the integration of IoT into the enterprise comes the potential for cybersecurity vulnerabilities. In this pod chats for future IoT, we speak to Ian Lim, Field Chief Security Officer for Asia Pacific at Palo Alto Networks, to talk about where IoT is headed and how securing IoT needs to step up or catch up with IT security. Ian, welcome to pod chats for future IoT. Ellen, thank you so much for having me. What are major enterprise IoT trends in Asia this coming 2022? You know, these trends are kind of collapsing a little bit. So, you know, when you look at IoT, especially enterprise IoT, industrial IoT, we see uh, growth of private 5G as a major trend as we go into really uh, capitalizing you know, on this low latency, high bandwidth capability, right? You know, we're talking about 100 times faster than 4G. And with, especially in cases of enterprise IoT, industrial IoT, where you need that low latency, high throughput, you definitely want to overlay a private 5G network to facilitate a lot of those use cases um, that you're talking about. You also mentioned in your opening about digital twin, right? You know, digital twin is this component where you've got a digital version of a physical thing. And then you also need definitely the connectivity between the two so that they're syncing. The physical changes are syncing into the digital world because it's an exact copy, uh, an exact virtual model of it. And that syncing is also happening on that 5G bandwidth. So I think that the growth of IoT and the trends around IoT are coalescing with the trend of of private 5G networks as well. Please describe the state of IoT security in Asia in 2022. We did a survey, Palo Alto Networks. We put out an IoT security report, you know, on an annual basis. We asked our respondents, right, how confident are you in your IoT security? And 96% expressed that the organization feels that the IoT security needs improvement. That's just a huge number. And, and you can see why, because the state of, uh, of affairs right now is that, you know, a lot of these IoT capabilities in enterprises, they're not visible. That visibility of IoT devices at enterprise level at scale is a very, very difficult thing to achieve. And the reason for that is that that IoT falls in this gray area, right, where security teams are used to securing the enterprise and IT, but IoT falls in this gray area of operational technology. It's at the sites, it's at the factories, it's at the manufacturing plants, right? They don't really know it well enough. So definitely, I think one of the key things in terms of where we are at is that security teams need to have ownership and visibility over the security implications of IoT. That's one thing. The other challenges that we have in terms of the state of IoT in Asia is that the security tools aren't built up to understand IoT. They're built up very, very well for IP traffic. We're all moving to the cloud. They, they, you know, There are a lot of cloud security tools, but tools that understand IoT, tools that interpret, earlier I talked about how 5G and IoT are, are really rising together, tools that understand and can interpret 5G traffic, for example. You, know, you have 
very little tools that have that capability, not only on a detection front, but on a prevention front as well, right? So definitely a deficiency in a knowledge gap of understanding those IoT security tools and the security tools themselves are not ready to protect an organization from IoT attacks. And then lastly, the tools that are in existence today, a lot of them are highly complex to deploy. Lots and lots of hardware is required. Lots of sensors are required. And it's also a lot of disparate solutions that don't come together to give you an integrated and comprehensive view. Can you cite one or more emerging IoT applications or use cases in Asia in 2022 where security needs to be addressed early on? Absolutely. We're in the middle of the pandemic, coming out of the pandemic. And one of the key things that we've seen, you know, in the IoT space fueled by the pandemic is the rise of telemedicine. Due to social distancing rules, we see a lot more hospitals trying to keep people out of coming to hospitals just because they're they're being overwhelmed with the pandemic. Telemedicine took front and center. And one of the key things that happens with telemedicine is really the growth of IOMT, the Internet of Medical Things. And these smart devices that has remote capability, virtual capability is being leveraged more and more, treat patients. And I think that because of all the investments that's been poured into it, I think that it will have a long life beyond the pandemic, simply because at scale, you are bringing medicine closer to the end user. You're bringing medicine faster, right? You don't have to get in a car, go through traffic, go to a clinic, get on a call, and you're able to kind of interact with your doctor. You're also bringing data much faster back, right? So these IoT medical devices have sensors that are detecting patient vitals and symptoms in real time. I think that definitely the IOMT space is a huge growth space. Let's talk about security now and pivot to that. When you're dealing with medical devices, now you're dealing with two very important things. You're dealing with very private data and you're dealing with you know, a person's health. If these elements are compromised, if these elements do not have the proper level of security, the ramifications are severe. So you, you could lose very private data about the individual and you could potentially impact a person's health. Right? And so security got to be integrated very well in an IOMT ecosystem. When I say integrated very well, I mean that the entire life cycle of that IOMT architecture needs to have security embedded from the building of the IOMT device itself, right? The integrity of the device. The device should be secure by default. And then you put it on a network. That network should be segmented and secure. You've got to have visibility. You've got to have security monitoring on top of it. You've got to have response on top of it. And education, awareness, security awareness to the patients, to the people who are interacting with these IOMT devices. What often gets left out in securing enterprise IoT? In one word, so much, right? So much gets left out. The first thing that people should know, especially with the the pace of innovation that we see with IoT today, is that a lot of these IoT devices are not actually secure by design. Uh, Back to the IoT report that we did, the IoT threat report that we published, we found 70% of these IoT devices had weak credentials off the bat. 50% of them had vulnerable firmware right off the bat. I think what gets left out is that we need 
to make sure that these IoT devices are secure by design, not insecure by design, right? You know, so, so when we plug it in, we at least have a strong sense that this thing is good to go. Second thing I did mention earlier when we talked about the state of IoT is visibility. Enterprises that are using these IoT devices have very little visibility over these IoT devices. They don't know all the IoT devices that's plugged into their network. They don't know what versions you know, those IoT devices are running. They don't know if there are any specific attack that's targeting those IoT devices and what to do to remediate them. So visibility and the lack of visibility is fundamentally a big thing that's getting left out in terms of securing IoT. Thirdly, I think there's just kind of tug and pull. Again, what's being left out is a very clear definition of who owns securing IoT in an organization. And the tug and pull really is between the security team who's very used to securing IT, but not very used and not very familiar with securing IoT. And then the people on the sites that are dealing with these IoT capabilities. So we're talking about energy management systems, we're talking about water sensors, more on the enterprise side. Well, they don't own security, but they're maintaining these IoT devices on site. Again, manufacturing industry, all you know, IoT and all that, right? So there needs to be a very clear definition of who owns security. And then there needs to be more collaboration forged between these two groups, the security group defining a strong standard for a security standard for IoT, and then the people who are actually day-to-day operating these IoT machines complying to those standards and giving a feedback loop back to the security team of what works and what doesn't work and what's um, inhibiting their business. Lastly, as I said, you know, what gets left out is that we need better security tools that understand IoT, you know, not just cloud, not just IP and, you know, networking, right? We, we need security tools that know how to interpret IoT traffic, you know, how to identify and classify IoT and how to kind of marry all these IoT events with the strong threat correlation model so that we can prevent um, attacks that's targeted at IoT. How should CIOs, the CISO, and the IT team work together alongside with operations to improve overall security of the entire operation? You know, again, I've been a CISO for 15 years and, and I live and breathe this stuff, right? So um, I, I'll tell you that one of the key things is to really align around common goals, right? So if you want teams to work together, you've got to agree on the goals. And I would say that for securing IoT, align around these four common goals, right? So align around visibility, you know, of these IoT devices, align around contact, right? Knowing what these IoT devices are and what they do, uh, align around control. How do we control and how do we limit uh, bad things that can happen you know, to these IoT devices. And lastly, align around response. If bad things do happen, how do we come together and respond to it? So I'll go real quickly you know, into it. So from a visibility perspective, you want to be able to have a tool set that's able to automatically scan the environment for all your IoT. So Automation is really key just due to the proliferation of IoT devices. You, you can't manually add these devices into your, your, your CNDB, right? You've got to automatically scan. But not only do you need to scan, you need to understand what it is. So the context piece. And the context piece really come, you know, from our standpoint, by marrying our ability to fingerprint IoT devices across all our customers. And then when we see one in one customer, we immediately know it for the entire ecosystem. So uh, building stronger correlation between the the IoT devices and and what it does. Also understanding vulnerabilities, having the context of understanding if this IoT device is vulnerable or not is key. And leveraging both machine learning as well as kind of the knowledge of the ecosystem at large is key. And then control. Control is the part where... 
know, we want to be able to say, once we know what the IoT device is, we want to be able to say, look, you know, if this is an industrial IoT device, this industrial IoT device can only talk to this system on this specific protocol. You know, and these kind of rules, both from a segmentation perspective, from an an identification um, and an application of access control perspective, lowers the probability of attack. It cuts down the attack surface because only so many things can see these IoT devices and it prevents people who are malicious from reaching those devices because we're limited. And then lastly, response. I think that we live in a breakneck pace in terms of innovation and, and growth of IoT that we need to have systems that can automatically respond to threats. Joining kind of this ability to identify the IoT, have context around the IoT coupled with you know machine learning that understand what is and what isn't anomalous gives us the ability to orchestrate a response quickly to deal with our potential attacks on IoT. So going back to the question, right, align around these common goals and then find solutions that can give you these capabilities. Now coming into 2022, what are key trends to expect on the following topics? IoT and governments. Persona-based IoT sustainable initiatives around IoT and IoT as a service. I think that a lot of governments in you know, Asia is definitely looking at regulating IoT manufacturing, you know, manufacturers, right? You know, like I said before, we really want to see more IoT devices uh, come out uh, secure by design, right? Off the bat, by default, they're secure. And I hope that government regulations will push forward um, on manufacturer to to secure their IoT capabilities by design. But there's also another area which, you know, I'm also hoping to see uh, with governments, which is to really talk about the architecture and the infrastructure that these IoT devices have to live on. You know, again, back to the whole idea of having visibility, having context, having control over these IoT. I, I think that regulators need to mandate some level of security of the infrastructure that IoT devices should sit on. Next one is persona-based IoT. Okay, this is an interesting one, right? So we're thinking of you know, Alexa's and Siri and, and Google Homes. I think that persona-based IoT would fit in, in some cases and, and doesn't fit in other cases. I think it's very, very use case-based. Personas give you the advantage of knowing that, oh, this person has a role, so a personality. This person has a personality, and so it's easy for me to associate what this person does. And so when you align a persona with an IoT function, it's much easier for human beings to understand, you know, maybe the security robot, you know, the physical security robot that's roaming the parking lot at night is called, you know, Starsky, right? You know, or something. So you know that, okay, that that's a cop name and, you know, and so you can identify with it. It's not suitable for um, all use cases. I, I think use it wisely and in, in good context. Third one is sustainable initiatives around IoT. Yeah, I, I mean, sustainable initiatives around everything. Right, you know, we, we're living on borrowed time on this planet here. And um, I, I think it's very, very key that we are very conscious about how we use energy, how we maintain our environment, and how we get rid you know, of our waste. Um, I, I think that IoT, because of its proliferation, we're talking billions upon billions of these devices that is going to come online. We need to have a very strong strategy right off the bat around sustainability. We're dealing with very, very big numbers here. Last one is IoT as a service. 
Yeah, IoT as a service, I, I would definitely see businesses, you know, and, and very, you know, innovative entrepreneurs capitalizing on this. And, and it makes sense, you know, much like, you know, anything as a service today, you have a, a company that knows how to maintain the proper functioning of their IoT device, and then they can leverage it at scale. It makes good sense. There are lots of things that you can do that, you know, again, we, we talked about the security guard robots, right? You know, that's roaming around malls and cities and what have you, you know, a company that basically knows how to maintain those robots, knows how to secure those robots, knows how to, to remotely manage those robots instead of, you know, every single enterprise department has to figure out how to manage these robots. It's kind of a, you know, a no brainer there. But I think that there's also IoT devices, you know, that's not going to be so easily done as a service, you know, like industrial IoT, you know, very specific to a manufacturing plant, very specific specific to a factory, right? So those things, you got to have to build um, in-house knowledge for that. Ian, thank you very much for joining us on Podchats for Future IoT. No problem. It's my pleasure, Alan. Great talking to you. That was Ian Lim, Field Chief Security Officer, Asia-Pacific at Palo Alto Networks, speaking to us on securing the enterprise IoT in 2022. You are listening into Podchats for Future IoT. Again, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future IoT. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future IoT. Bye for now.